Massive jigsaw puzzles that traverse time and space are the latest mind-blowing creations from Auckland-based artist Zach Langdon Pohl. Almost 130,000 pieces make up the jigsaws that combine the latest images from NASA's Hubble and James Webb Space Telescopes, 19th century romantic landscapes, paint, landscape paintings, and a dog. Porous World is the name of the exhibition that also includes sculptures with materials combining meteorite dust, fragments of Roman pottery, ancient arrowheads, old typewriters, and boral-ridden wooden furniture. In case you're struggling to imagine this, there's a gallery of some images on our webpage, rnz.co.nz slash standingroomonly. But uh, we started with the giant jigsaw puzzles, collectively called the Dog God Cycle. These new images that we're seeing from the James Webb Telescope, they're obviously so sublime and so stunning. But of course, they are themselves composed of lots of data points. In a sense, they're interpretations of data and of grayscale infrared images. So, I mean, NASA themselves have admitted that they prepare these images in great detail. They even have a name for it. It's the Hubble palette. And that is referenced to these kind of sublime landscape paintings from the 19th century, in particular, a painter, Albert Bierstad, and someone like John Constable, of whom, yeah, I've used some of these reproductions of their works to to bring these things together and make form these connections of how the assumptions we might have around these images being so grand and so beautiful, really what's kind of brought them into formation and and in some ways the kind of fictions of them. My goodness, the Hubble palette. See, I had not heard that phrase before. Uh, I mean, when we look into these night sky images, it feels like the, the palette is almost infinite. But are we talking about a, a large palette or actually a surprisingly small palette, limited palette? It's a subject of choice, I guess, is is the thing that I was quite interested in. So there is obviously a, a huge and immense and great kind of um, science involved in what NASA has done to to produce these images in the first place. But um, ultimately, to be, to get them what they say is press ready to kind of make the maximum impact within culture. Yeah, they have attuned this palette to to ones that we kind of already know. So within a history of image making, these kind of sublime landscape paintings are kind of in our collective subconscious. And I think they're, they're trying to tap that in order to produce maximum impact. And I think, I think that's a really fascinating part of the history of these images. So there's, you know, when you scratch beneath the surface of, of one thing, not only the, the depths of space, but also, I guess, the history of, of image making in general and of art, there's all these quite beautiful connections. Were you thinking about this? I'm assuming so, because exhibitions take some time to, you know, from concept to getting into the gallery space. But were you more focused on the Hubble images and then the James Webb ones started to come through and you've worked them in as well? Yeah, the James Webb ones are are really the one that I'm working with in this show is, is, is only a few months old. So it's very of a moment right now. The other one from Hubble is the Pillars of Creation, and that's kind of fairly well known from 1995. Yeah, I've been interested in these these images for quite a while. Obviously, they're, they're incredibly stunning, beautiful things that really make us consider, you know, space and a world much greater than our than our own. But I, I, I think it's really fascinating how these things call back to what we already know, you know. So going beyond 
I guess, our capacity of, of what we know uh, and discovering new depths of the solar system and of the universe, and then tracing that back as well to what, what is already known within culture and history. Where did the jigsaw idea come in for you? I've been working with jigsaws for the last couple of years. It actually first came up for me in uh, one of the early lockdowns um, during the start of the pandemic, and my nephew had um, like a Where's Wally jigsaw puzzle out and I think I noticed and there was another puzzle on the table and I noticed that the the die cuts were universal so you could effectively put puzzle pieces together from different pictures and it became this quite beautiful medium for me to to think about what images might go together or belong or not belong together because of course they fit perfectly within these die cuts but then it became a really useful medium of, of montage or of collage. So they are kind of ginormous collages, these new works. But I think, you know, puzzles are also interesting because within a history, I mean, particularly as I was taught New Zealand art history, within 20th century modernism and, and painting, I remember learning about how a lot of these uh, great painters that we that we know of from New Zealand were interpreting images from Europe within black and white reproductions and magazines and Bende dots and how this all kind of formed part of the language of translation of culture. And of course, jigsaw puzzles are this kind of kitsch museum gift shop thing um, that, you know, signals to me the reproduction of a lot of these kind of grand masters from, from Europe and how they've been, it's a medium of translation, shall we say. But then Another part of jigsaw puzzles, I think, that really that's really interesting to me is it's kind of a metaphor of fragility and of contingency. So it's very easy that these things could come apart. And anyone who's done a jigsaw puzzle, I think, you feel you feel certain things when you see jigsaw puzzles. They they evoke that sense of of putting things together, of making connections, and and of the possibility that that could all fall apart. I love the title of the Jigsaw Puzzle Works, The Dog God Cycle. Um, so you're playing with that too. Yeah, I think that's it's kind of a language game. Um, obviously, God spelt backwards as dog. And what you were alluding to earlier with these these four quite large jigsaw puzzles, there are four in the show, and they're four by three metres each. And, yeah, they recombine the James Webb telescope images, some a Hubble telescope image with these 19th century landscape paintings. But what is, I guess, the vehicle to recombine these is a kind of ghost template or a, a third image. So there's a kind of, there's a hidden figure in these collages, which is, uh, comes from these psychology images um, or gestalt pictures, whereby an image has been reduced so kind of, much in contrast that basically there is an image of a dog in in this figure ground i think it's quite hard to explain without seeing it but um i love this this idea that there is a yeah there's this hidden dog in these images and of course i love these language games i love i love the complication and perplexity of of language and of and of images and i just think it's quite a quite a beautiful thing that God spelt backwards as dog. I was wondering, actually, Zach, if you if you had a, a long 
time fascination with space because I see in in terms of the sculptural works that are also part of Porous World, you've got some meteorite dust in there. And I went, holy heck, where did you get that from? <laughs> well, that actually, um, I think like, work begets work for me. So the the meteorite dust actually is, is kind of remnants of uh, some pieces I'd made uh, starting in 2018, where I was hand carving iron meteorites to fit inside extremely fragile paper nautilus shells. So they're a small kind of spiral shell made by an octopus. And of course, it was just such kind of beautiful and precious material, as much as it's just purely iron, you have this knowledge that those objects are older than the Earth itself. They've been flying around our solar system, you know, since almost way back to the Big Bang. So I was collecting the ground up dust with magnets. And then of course, that just kind of Magnets are, are magic in and of themselves. They're little models of of the universe and of of our solar system too. So, at the start, it was a it was a way to just gather material in the studio and tidy it up. But then there was a realization that there's um, chance for this to become a work as well. Uh, one of the things I adore about your work actually is this juxtaposition that you use so we've talked about meteorite dust which is so ancient but in the same sculptural work you might have magnets I think you've got a typewriter case there as well yeah and you've got some shard pottery I think as well I I don't even know where you managed to gather these things together but I love the objects that you bring together because they they work as a whole but they're so disparate yeah I mean I love not being confined to one one medium nor nor subject, but I think um, a consistent thing that comes across for me is is yeah bringing bringing these different things together and forming connections, particularly the historical elements of of these things, you know within a geological scale or within a human civilization scale. Some of the objects are arrowheads from ten thousand year ago, years ago, or as you say, pottery shards from ancient Greece or Rome. It's these layers of of history and of time and how that's kind of with us in the present. One thing art can do quite beautifully is fold those these things together and make us realize i guess how we're we're constituted in the present um I think that's been a kind of an ongoing part of my work is looking at how these assumptions of history as something distant and kind of fictional or remote to us are actually very much with us right now. So I don't know. I mean, I think two words that have been rolling around in my head has been in the making of the show has been tender scrutiny. So <laughs> obviously taking a great deal of care to look at these objects and, and images from history, but um, uh, but then also kind of yeah, scrutinizing them and allowing a quality of attention for them. Zach Langdon-Pole's exhibition Porous World opens on Saturday at Michael Lett's new hall space on East Street just off K Road in Tamaki Makaurau.